To this day, the Roswell UFO incident remains one of the most intriguing cases of an alleged UFO crash and subsequent recovery. The US military's explanation and documents that support the claim of a secret military project to monitor atmospheric radiation from nuclear testing are seen by many in the world of ufology as an attempt to continue the 70-year cover-up of what was really recovered on that New Mexico ranch in July of 1947. The common consensus within the UFO world is that some type of alien craft was recovered. What condition it was in and exactly what else was transported to the military base located at Fort Worth, Texas is still a matter of some dispute. One account from a firefighter who claimed to have responded to the call of smoking debris mentioned that not only had he seen military personnel recovering objects from the supposed crash site, but also he had witnessed at least three unmoving bodies and one still upright and walking around the crash site. In 1995, a 17-minute-long film was presented as proof of at least one of those bodies being examined and dissected by military pathologists. While the world at large remains skeptical, this single piece of film has remained controversial and as recently as 2019 continued to maintain its relevance as a piece of modern UFO history. This case file join the theorists as they drink up and cut up on the alien autopsy. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 163, Alien Autopsy. I'm Brayden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. You're a floating head. <laughs> With a mustache. Yeah. With a badass mustache. That's a great looking duster. I'm jealous. We're only getting started here, boys. I'm gonna be looking like the Iron Sheik by the end of the month. I so are you, are you doing a are you doing a a Movember? Except you started with the mustache to start the month. You didn't grow it as you went. Well, it's like I could have had this in fucking four days, anyways. That's true. So. It's like I shaved just this morning. Andrew yeah. gets, gets a 10 a.m. shadow. <laughs> yeah, I sneeze and it grows. Just... I'm back on the booze. Woo! Uh, one month felt felt good to clear clear the clear the body, but I uh, got a goblet of blood here and. Getting back into it. It's delicious. Uh, In other news, Zell, why don't you tell uh, everyone our other exciting news? Oh, shit. If you were paying attention to the socials throughout the summer, we had a show going called Cosmic Channels, which we shelved. But it's coming back. It'll be its own standalone show. It's going to be a call-in style show. Think Coast to Coast meets Alien Theorist Theorizing. You you call and tell us your stories, and we will uh, we'll grill you on them. We'll have fun with you. We'll we'll theorize, but it's going to be Sunday nights at six thirty p.m. Pacific time. And see now, I absolutely love this one because I feel like I'm finally in my element. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. It's perfect. Yes, as I'm doing nothing. <laughs> and also, it's it's not us. I can't emphasize it enough. It's not the alien theorists theorizing. 
It's its own show, so it'll be the Cosmic Channelers channeling. <laughs> it'll it'll be Braden Zell, Dan and Andrew. Yeah, but different show. Instead of theorizing, that, we're channeling. Channeling on the Cosmic Channel. Channelizing. Channelizing. Same, same, but different. And uh, but the show will not be streamed on Alien Theorist socials. We got you have to go search on YouTube or Twitch for the first week stream. Will be. On those two channels, the search Cosmic Channels. You can't miss it. And uh, the number is going to be 833-703-0424. If you forget that, don't worry. It'll be on the it'll be on the socials. Join the join our fa- Alien Theorist Facebook page. And we'll post it in there. Yeah. But that's that's where it's going. So if you wanna you wanna get an extra hour of content with your boys, Sundays yep. six thirty. Join the Cosmic Crew. Zell, Braden, Dan, and Andrew, and most importantly, you. It's all you. <laughs> Y'all you at home. All you. That's going to be fun. Oh, wow. We need a poster of Dan just pointing like Uncle Sam being like, we want you to call, <laughs> yeah, call Cosmic us. Channels. <laughs> Have the number <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, let's get into it. Alien Autopsy. Mm, fun. Uh, just so anybody, everybody's clear here. We're not just talking alien autopsies in general. There's actually a video that we're talking about. Took me a little bit too long to realize this, but there, there might be now, more than any, one. But we're talking about the video. Yeah, we are talking specifically about alien autopsy, factor fishing, fiction, 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 fishing, factor, factor fishing. That'd be a wicked fishing show name. That'd be a <laughs> new podcast. It was a TV special that aired on Fox in 1995. I specifically remember this video. Uh, watching this TV special, I mean, it was 1995 said X-Files was in its second season at that point, you know, uh, Fox pretty much had become the X-Files channel. Um, sightings was still on the air. I remember that one. Uh, so this was like heyday of my, like, I, I love everything about aliens. This was also a super creepy show. Also bonus. The host of this show was fucking commander Riker jonathan frakes so i was like i was sold 100 i saw the ads like running on running on uh fox tv saw the commercials for it pumping it i was like i'm in watching this sold <laughs> so now you have this specific tv show that came out and when you watch it it's almost like uh if, if you haven't watched it already actually most of you if you're into the kind of the ufo scene you've probably actually seen clips of of this TV show and other TV shows. Like you've, you've probably seen it. Like you, you'll recognize scenes from it. Um, you can look it up on YouTube, alien autopsy factor fiction, the original one. Uh, it actually aired three times on Fox because it did so well in the ratings. Like it, it pretty much topped out in its time slot where they put it. Huge, huge. Got like 11 million viewers. Yeah. Like it, that's at one insane. point it was eleven point seven million viewers. So and on pretty, Fox, was, so we're talking playing between like you know fucking Simpsons and Married with Children. You know what I mean? Like this is fucking prime time shit. Big yeah, it was in prime time. I think it was like on a Wednesday or Thursday or something. It was some weird <laughs> weird time. So in this documentary is kind of what they called it or what the, what they talked about was they were talking about the specific found like, footage. Yeah, found footage. Yeah. The seventeen minutes of film which had been recovered by uh, London-based producers Ray Santilli and Gary Shufield. And so they had this, this film, which seems to portray two 
a government pathologist or at least pathologist when you look at it wearing these full bodied hazmat suits and dissecting what you know can be only be described as some type of humanoid because it's definitely when you look at it it definitely doesn't seem it's a short completely gray human it's a fucking short gray Dan, you guys are passing over the best part of this whole story what is that? These guys found this fucking VHS tape at some best place I could say is probably like a flea market. They're out hunting for Elvis fucking old footage of Elvis on VHS tapes and they come across this bad boy. Yeah, the guy right. like the guy brings him down into the cellar. He's like, you know what? You boys seem just the type I've been holding on to this. You're looking for Elvis? Forget Elvis. Do I got the, I got the scoop for you. Come with me. Pulls it out. <laughs> Blows the dust off it, and he goes, you're going to want to take a look at this. 20 bucks. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I don't know how much he charged him, but... I'm going to take that and that <laughs> fucking bowling ball over there. Done. So uh, th this specific piece of film or whatever uh, depicts these these two full-body hazmatted up uh, you know, scientists dissecting this you know, just corpse. It's not living. It's not alive. Uh, and like... Zell said it does match the descriptions given by witnesses uh, from the Roswell crash. Dude, it's got um, a big bulbous head. It's got those black beady eyes. It's short. I mean, it's got actually a, a nice beer gut on it. A little pot yeah. belly. I mean, other than being short, you could be describing Braden right now. So, like, let's be honest. A shaved Braden, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Braden, a 35-year-old Braden, let's say. So... These do match the descriptions given by at least one Dan Dwyer. Uh, when people uh, refer to uh, the, the descriptions of bodies, they refer to this man, Dan Dwyer, who was one of the claimed to be one of the firefighters that responded to the original Roswell crash in 1947. And he, his daughter in the actual documentary, they got her on there. Uh, her name is Frankie Rowe. Uh, Frankie Rowe is actually on the documentary recounting uh, the descriptions that her father gave him or gave her of these, these life forms that were present at the wreckage of this UFO in Roswell, New Mexico, 1947. Um, you know, he, he described them as being sort of like little people, but not people. They were not human. Um, he said at least three, I think he remembers being three were definitely dead when they arrived. And there was one that was alive and walking around. Right. So if you, if you take those things, so that's what he described seeing when he arrived on that scene at the crash. Yeah. At the crash. So, You've got her, these people describing these things. So this, this corpse in here potentially is one of those bodies. And they like Andrew and, uh, and Braden were saying, you know, Santilli had come across this, this film from a person who claimed to be a retired military cameraman. And he had obtained this footage because he had been the one shooting shooting the film and i just want to say one thing that our personal experience i think mine and zell's that can you know lend some credibility to that part of the story is that a few years ago we had a fan whose grandpa was uh um, a cameraman for nasa and in charge of developing film for the apollo missions and he would keep he would keep 
photos and negatives for himself as well. So me and Zell, actually in Zell's studio and in mine, we have like a first print, like Apollo mission photos. Right there. From this guy's grandpa. Look at this thing. Developed them. So it's like, you know, these things like these cameramans and stuff, like is it possible for them to, you know, get these negatives and, you know, original films? It seems like that, right? Because... I mean, I imagine alien autopsy footage would be a little more classified than the Apollo missions, but it's still a level of like, there's an ability to get that stuff. So I, so he, I don't, so he, I don't find it a stretch. So he took it home as fast as he could and then taped it over top of his tape of the Archie Bunker show. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was on like old, uh, whatever, eight millimeter film or 35 millimeter. Oh, I get, because this is in the forties, right? That's yeah. in the forties. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Santilli claimed that this this person had given him or sold him the the footage uh, that is featured in the TV special uh, on the condition, you know, they were going to pay in cash, but also on the condition that they would not reveal his identity to anyone, like not show his face. He's not going to come on any TV shows. He, you know, uh, Santilli went on to, to say that. Uh, the man was at, at that point, he was like 80, he was pushing 80 years old. He just wanted to retire, be left alone, you know, didn't want the, the, you know, be, to be caught up in what would be the media, you know, firestorm that would, that would be heralded after the, that would follow the release of this, you know, world shattering footage. Now, did they ever say how much he paid for this? No, I don't think they did. 20 bucks. You already called whatever, it. Whatever it was is a steal. There is another, there's another point that's until he made to, uh, to mention that the man didn't want to mention also didn't want to be revealed because, uh, they paid him in cash and he didn't want to, uh, have to bother with taxes. <laughs> that's a valid point. You don't want the tax man coming after you. So now, uh, if you've seen this thing, like we said, they, they aired it three times on Fox. Like it was a huge, I mean, you could, you could say that it was a pretty huge success. Like it, it came out there. It caused a lot of controversy, a lot of, you know, there was a lot of dialogue. There was a lot of uproar in the UFO communities, uh, talking about this specific thing. I mean, on the, on the, the original documentary itself in 1995, they had a bunch of UFO, ufologists on the, the actual show itself. They had Stan Freeman was on there, you know, RIP. And, uh, you had other, uh, they had a bunch of experts come on pathologists, what they said, <clears throat> world renowned pathologists coming in to actually, you know, give their opinions on these, this, they this actually, film. They actually had a, some really cool experts that they brought in. They brought in Stan Winston, who was an Oscar winning special effects makeup artist. Dope. And right. like Stan this Winston guy was... Did- he did Terminator, Jurassic Park, Predator, Aliens, Galaxy Quest, Iron Man, like some you know of the I mean? best. Pretty fucking heavy hitter, man. Yeah, he's a big. He's one, you know, one of the greatest probably special effects artists ever. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, man. And then they brought in like the cinematographer from Twilight Zone, E.T., Empire of the Sun, like some pretty fucking credible dudes. Yeah, and they all, you know, stating on the documentary. At least they seem to to express their either they're both admiration that if they, if they, you know, if this was done like in the early nineties, they're like, we, some of this stuff we don't even know how to do, or I'm, I'm not sure how I would do that 
you know, without a huge budget. So, you know, they, well, they lent, a, they lent a lot of credibility to this, this film. Well, let alone the fact that it was supposed to be from the forties, man. Like there's no fucking way they would have the ability to fucking make those special effects in the forties. Not well, a fucking and chance. They brought on a, a expert from Kodak to look at the film because I guess each kind of film used has different coatings. So you can kind of age date film based on like symbols and stuff ingrained into uh, the footage. And this guy, Lawrence Kane, an expert from Kodak, looked at it and said, the the film is legit film from the 40s. Well, he said he, he said that code was used either the 20s, the 40s, or the 60s. But yeah, it was dated. It's backdated quite far. So even if like, so for it, just by that, like it could have been from the 40s because I think the code was like a square and a triangle, and it's embedded in like yeah. the like the edge of the film. So I mean, you can't really. It's either the 20s, the 40s, or the 60s. They were using that code, so. Right. So this this TV special, this footage would go on to become almost take like a life of its own at this point. Like after that, after it was revealed, like no one was in there saying nobody could come out and and say it was right. It's fake. There are, you know, there are a lot of people who tried to go out and say, like, this is a hoax. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. But there was still doubt. And it is thoroughly for my maybe i'm just weird but it's like in my mind this video is thoroughly ingrained in pop culture like i see this picture of this whatever like the 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 humanoid, humanoid. figure that they have it's on tons of things it's everywhere like if there's a there's an alien documentary they use that footage and it is you know ubiquitous like i would say it's just everywhere and feeling pretty left out here <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, some of us, when I watch this again, like we all watch this, you know, we watch the original video and luckily it's on YouTube. Uh, I watched it on Amazon. Uh, it's out there. You can find it. We can't show you and any clips because Fox owns the shit out they of it. They will kill yeah. us. The show will, will be destroyed. We well, yeah. Disney well, will kill that us Disney, Disney owns yeah. Fox yeah. now. Yeah. Even worse. Mickey yeah. Mouse will Disney. come to our house and kick the shit out of us. If we learned anything from the Probably. flat earthers. We don't want to fuck with Disney. Yeah. Don't fuck with Disney. Nope. So I, looking back on it, just watching it, uh, the things that really stood out to me is when they're cutting it open and you see the blood, like it, it to me, like it just doesn't quite look like a silicone dummy that I would even expect if it was a hoax to be made in the nineties. And then paired that up with the Jurassic Park guys going and watching it and being like, then being like, it's good. I don't know how you would do it. <laughs> you mean like it, if it's this, the wetness. Yeah. The, the wetness. The wetness. The wetness. <laughs> uh, because they, they're not sure like how it's done and how you can get these things to stay wet. And he even says, he goes, if this was my work, I would be so proud of it. And if this is a hoax, these people are going to be hired by me to work here <laughs> to show us how they did it. And these are the best people at creating these kind of effects. Um, and they couldn't, they just seem baffled by it. Um, they didn't say they couldn't do it. They didn't say they couldn't do it they were they were just very surprised if it was in fact a hoax yeah uh, also to add to that too like this was my first time watching it today i've never seen it before and as everybody will probably already know i'm a pretty big skeptic when it comes to this kind of shit and watching it 
not only like with the, the points Braden are hitting, you know what I mean? Like when they're making the incisions and the blood coming out and stuff like that, like looked very real, but also their procedural techniques. Like I've been, you know, a lot of times, um, the, you know, paramedics will be in the operating room when they harvest organs because those, or as soon as those organs get put in a box, you take those fucking organs down to the ambulance and you boot it to the fucking nearest airport and you don't, so that, and they deliver those organs. Right. So, you know what I mean? I've had the pleasure or displeasure of being in the operating room and watching them harvesting organs and cutting people open. And those techniques that they were using were accurate. They looked, that looked real. Like nothing out of that was like, that looks strange. That looks amateur. That looks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that really stood out to me. Now, if, if you're too, say you just don't, you've never seen the video and you don't want to, you don't want to watch it. It's two surgeons, I guess, in like ha pretty much in hazmat suits. And there's one camera guy operating over their shoulders and beside them and stuff. The aliens on a table and it looks to be in a small white operating room. And if, and it looks like there's like a, like a viewing glass on the one end. Yeah. With someone watching. So there's probably, cause these guys are in full hazmat. I mean, they don't have respirators or anything, but this is back, back in the forties. If you're going to go with this video is filmed, but the phone, the clock and everything else in that video is from so if it's from that time frame so if that like if it's a hoax well they, even the I, operating tray like the tools on the operating tray yeah everything is, everything is lines up with what would have been used in the 40s yeah so whatever whoever did it real or hoax it was done to a t like they didn't really leave anything out Right. When it first came out, that, those are definitely notes that people, those are the things that people looked for to try to discredit it. They right. try to look for, you know, what are the, what are the tools that they're using? What's in the background? And then that can tell us, cause you know, you've, you've got stuff like hell, even in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you'll see power lines like running along the background. Like what did they miss or whatever like that? But it looks, it looks quite legit. The one weird thing for me though, was the fact that it just kept coming in and out of focus. You know what I mean? Like it looked like they were trying to hide something. That was the only thing where I was like, that's kind of weird. In the, in the thing we watch, actually the guy's name is Roderick Ryan and he was a combat cameraman in the forties and fifties. And his job was to just film the combat scenes for documentaries and other things. And he says during that time, the cameras that he would have, he was using didn't have like actual focus. So you had to get in the right angle this is what he was saying is, you had to be and in the right angle. And then nonstop. So it would be focused and out of focus. Focus depending on what your angle is. And he's like, yeah, if like they're using the same cameras I was using back then, which they probably were, because this, if this was a military, you know, like a, this was right. a this, secret this project. This was allegedly filmed in Fort Worth, Texas, I believe. This is supposed to be. So even if it's, even if it's not a dynamic scene, you know what I mean? Like nothing's really moving around sporadically or anything like that. It would still be. As you, as you move to, the camera, as you, you have camera. to manually focus. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, right. Judging by what this guy said, he said, if this guy's going in and out and over shoulders, it would go in and out of focus. And that's what he says is like, well, if they're using the same cameras he was back in his combat days, it would probably be a little bit out of focus. Listen, and if uh, anybody named Roderick told me anything, I'd believe him. Don't fuck around. That's, you don't fuck with Roderick. That's a badass name, man. He's Roderick, right? His last name is a first name. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. No, two two first names. Roderick Ryan. He's probably a superhero. Now, it, also, he, he's, like, he, he said, he was like, you know what? Like, 
this to me is a good job if they're using the same camera and like he's like we're not like you know we're not taking artsy shots we're just there to capture what's going on we're not so he's like this is exactly kind of the same thing that i would have done in this situation well think about it say because the story goes that the roswell crash came down in uh what was that marcel's field the army came they found alive and dead bodies of the aliens they took them to wright patterson air force base and instantly did the autopsy so chances of, of them having an actual like videographer on site were probably slim it was probably just the guys like hey grab the camera grab your suit you're, you're, in the, you're room. the cameraman yeah like that's how i'd imagine if if it was done like that like really quick like hey we got this alien we don't have the right we don't have the right equipment to maybe they didn't have like a cooling room or anything to get to preserve it. It's like, we got to do this now. We got a couple hours before it starts to deteriorate. Grab a camera. Well, and again, in. if it's not, the other thing is it's not human, right? So you don't know like if, if it's deteriorates faster on earth here, like what its composition is, um, you, you know, when they're pulling out the organs and if they open it up, they had some uh, experts looking, they're like, none of this really lines up. Like organs aren't where they would be if it's human. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like we, you would have no idea what, what this is or how long it's going to last or how long it's going to decompose. Cause it's, if it's not from this earth, you know, our elements can affect it way different than it affects us and our decomposition of corpses. Gotcha. Makes sense. So that's, uh, as far as a camera focus goes, that's the only way, that's how the, Roderick was saying that it could maybe be, maybe that's, maybe it's legit. Maybe it is. Yeah. So you had this, you had this film out that, uh, you know, it came out in 1995 and it, it had never been featured anywhere else before. Like this was the first time that anybody had really seen it. So the, the people who probably saw it, I think, uh, uh reading about the production of the, you know, the deals that went on, uh, between Santini and like Fox and the negotiating between like the, 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 the certain directors, segment directors, executive producers, things like that. They said that some of these guys, at least one of the segment directors who actually uh, lined up a private investigator for the series uh, to try and suss out the identity of the, the cameraman, that segment producer, he, uh, he actually um, said that they brought this thing to him like two weeks gave him two weeks. Like we're, we're, we're releasing this in two weeks. Like one of right. the executives at Fox, like we're releasing this in two weeks. You've got two weeks to investigate, you know, that the guy was, you know, he remembers, uh, doing this. I think that's, uh, uh, John Jobson, uh, is the segment director. And, you know, he was kind of like, what, like two weeks. Like when he watched it, he's like, maybe we got something here. He's like, I, you know, most of the people that, that saw this and the, the people that I read about who, who had seen this had worked on the the production staff and things like that. They were like, some of them were like, I'm all in like, this is, this is, this is groundbreaking stuff. I, I can't believe this that we huge. actually got this. This is huge. So, you know, they were all on board and even John Jobson, he, he seemed a little bit more skeptic than the other ones. Even he at the time was like, well, two weeks at this, like, that's like nothing. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, you know, he and, recalls being like all for this, but he's like, I, I think we have an, a responsibility to make sure and verify some of this stuff. But with two weeks, it's even more interesting than that, because it was shown privately in the UK 
before it was sold to Fox. And it was in a theater where UFOologists and experts were brought to view it. And then immediately after that, a licensing deal was in the works with Fox. That was in May where it was shown privately, just the footage, the 17 minutes of footage. And by August, it aired on Fox. So from May to August, you had a licensing deal in place and all these segments with, you know, the Jurassic Park producers, uh, the FX guys, investigators, everything shot, edited and done for August 8th when it aired. That is not a big turnaround. And like, if I know anything from our like negotiating with Spotify, I'm like, there's no fucking way that was like done in a day. <laughs> That wasn't done the day after the premiere. Like, I bet that took a little time. So instantly when I like read that, I was like, you know what? I bet those, the um, the FX guys and stuff, I bet they were handed this footage and I bet they were given maybe a day, maybe a day to look at it and then come up with like, shoot it, shoot this segment for the show. Probably realistic that it was a day that this was they didn't have time. It's not like you'd be like, here's some money, go and see if you can recreate it. What can you come up with? It was probably like, what's your reaction to this? Perfect. It was like, a, you know, a present day, like reaction video. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty yeah. sure from like most of the, uh, you know, the, the articles and the research done into this, it's, that's that's pretty that's pretty spot on that most of the people who saw this video, they sat down with it for like maybe a couple hours at most and then they asked them, like, what do you think? That's it. They didn't tell them, like, where they got it, all that stuff. They're just like, what do you think of this video? Boom. And then that was it. So this this entire thing drums up like a whole ton of controversy. There, there's uh, some of the some of the experts that they had on there came out later saying that they I mean, if you watch it now, you're like some of the editing is kind of obvious. You're like, well, they don't say that it's exactly a hoax and they say they don't believe it. They just kind of like, it's like, well, that's, that's kind of weird right there. Like I could see, I could see that happening or something like that. So there's, there's all this kind of stuff that you're just like, even Stanton Freeman, like when they, when they put him on there and I'm watching his section, like they, they, they put him on there, his interview for the show. And I'm like, he could be talking about something completely different. He might not even be talking about the video. <laughs> He's just being like, there's, there's stuff out there. And that, you know, governments, the U S government is definitely covering up stuff about Roswell. I'm like, did you just ask him about Roswell and not about the video? <laughs> Because yeah. Stan Freeman is, he's very, you know, he, he was one of the proponents about the, a very powerful proponent of, you know, disclosing all the information about Roswell and those things. But, uh, yeah. And even he was like, they kind of edited my stuff to make me sound less skeptical of the video than I actually was. Like, I think a lot of people who watched it were still like, I'm not really sure. And they all kind of took it with a little bit of grain of salt. They're just like, I'm not. I don't think a lot of the people in there were completely convinced it was real, but they were like, this is just a really good, this is a really good, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, sci-fi short or, uh, you know, hoax or whatever. Like they were just like, this is, this is really good. Whatever this is. Well, just like any, any production, there's going to be a little production value put in real or not. So if they're going to edit the interviews, they could, if you're trying to say so you say you did have a real alien, like the alien autopsy video and you knew it was true and you're like, there's no way anyone's going to really believe this. Everyone's going to say it's fake. You interview all these people. They're all like, 
yeah, well, maybe, but then they say a bunch of stuff like, well, maybe not. You're going to lean as a TV, like a producer to put the stuff where they said, well, maybe it is rather more than maybe it is not just, you know, you're, you're trying to get clicks. Well, now you're getting back then you're trying to get views. Now you're today. You'd be trying to get clicks. Right. That's just you're getting sound bites. That's what this you thing went yeah. viral. This thing went viral on a level that had never been seen before though. And like, if that had come out today, it would have like with today's technology, like billions of views on this thing. Like that's the level of how like popular it was in 95. Yeah. If, if something came out today in 2020, that was full color. It looked amazing. You're like, wow, that looks fucking really good. You had movie experts be like, man, that's, if that's real or if that's fake, that's a really, that's really, really well done. Yeah. Mill- hundreds of millions of views. Cause you can think about what gets hundreds of millions of views right now online. Bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> you, you see, you see a video on like Facebook, or Instagram, like how does this thing have 45 million views? It's brutal. So if something like this came out, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that, I guess, because they did say like, Hey, we may, we perhaps maybe recovered alien spacecraft. I was like, eh, no one cares. It was, yeah. it wasn't barely even news. So. Well, you know, maybe if this alien was dancing to WAP, we'd would have <laughs> <laughs> spiked a little better on the <laughs> on the feed. But no, again, like this rewatching it and just seeing that footage, I'm like, it's uneasy. Like even when they're moving the joints and stuff, like everything looks good. Uh, this thing has six fingers. That's one thing that I I thought was weird right away when they're saying this thing has six fingers. Like, not very often do you hear that associated with any kind of aliens it's usually like the four fingers or three fingers weren't they like, saying something about the ship so that they look like they had like levers for polydactyl so beams? yeah um in the videos also included in the, that 17 minute footage is not only footage of them the the autopsy on the the humanoid creature it there, there's also footage of what is it believed to be pieces of wreckage or components that were retrieved from the spacecraft. So Andrew's talking about that. There was, there are pictures. You can find these photos of these. They had one, which, uh, you know, they were marked. It looked like some type of I beam that has some type of language, like writing symbols on it that resemble letters. At some point there is a, uh, there is like a, a control. I guess you could, you know, you could say or assume that is some type of control panel because it it looks like that it's got these type of it's got like these curving, these curving kind of reliefs on the top, like these these uh, uh I don't know how to explain it, but there's also these impressions on the panel, like solid metal or was supposed to be solid metal, I suppose, and it's got place for their you know, polydactyl hands. It's got the extra finger in there. It's the six fingered. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they think that like, look, cause they're like, well, where's all the controls? And they think, yeah, they are like place their hands on it and they control it like telepathic or something. Sure. Okay. Minor- minority report shit. Exactly. Um, so let's, uh, let's go around, go around the horn here. What are you, before doing, getting deep into the research, what did you think about the video? Did you, we were like, holy fuck, this is an alien or did you go hoax right away? Let's, uh, Andrew. There was a lot of things that I saw in this video that I couldn't really explain, but fuck, I just can't shake my skeptic brain. And I'm just like, nah, I just don't buy it. But in the group chat today, you were sold. 
initially sold. I wasn't necessarily sold. I was just like, it looks good. Like that production value looks fucking good. But at the same time, I just don't, you know, some rando fucking military guy with a camera decides to fucking burn a copy and sell it at a flea market. Like, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> I just don't buy it, man. I can't. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> no, that's who's next. That's looking for honest, honest remarks. Dan, what'd you think? Uh, if you would have asked 1995 me, I'd probably be like, that might be real. That's that's crazy. That that is whatever. If you ask me now, I'm gonna be like, nah. There's there's too much. There's little there's little bits and pieces that stuff that I've yeah, information I picked over the years, and I'm just like, this is not. This doesn't look legit. <laughs> So old Dan, yes. New Dan, perhaps not. Braden? Educated Dan. Uh, Mr. Dan. Like watching the footage and like watching that fact or fiction, I'm such a believer that I instantly (laughs) am like, holy shit. They got him, right? We got him. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. There's proof. And like now, and now when (laughs) when I pair that, when I pair that with... You know, the Tic Tac video of the government saying out coming out and saying that like UFOs are real. We have a craft from outside this world. I'm like, why the fuck not? Like, why why not <laughs> is there found footage of an alien autopsy? It, it it goes with the narrative, right? It fits. So why not? So look watching that the first time and the production value and how it looks, I go like, God damn, like this is this is impressive and then you see all the experts you have the kodak expert which to me was right away i was like oh wow like all right so it's it's dated in the time period the amount of work that would have to go into hoaxing it seems unbelievable of the amount of like meticulous work that would go in to not make any mistakes yeah i I mean i could agree i agree with that a little bit because of all other ufo hoaxes and like cryptid hoaxes they're always so low budget and usually so you see right through them right away where this one you, you got to do, you can't just look for three seconds unless you're just completely like totally like hundred percent skeptic, no matter what you've seen. If you watch this video without knowing anything for a, a few minutes, you'd be like, man, this is fucking crazy. So when I first watched it back, I probably watched it late high school or early college probably. And I, back then I believed everything. So I instantly thought they had this alien fucking thing. I went down the Roswell rabbit hole and I was like, yep, they got it. Why not? Like, it doesn't make any sense. There's no way they could fake all this stuff. I still believe it. I'll stay here and say I still believe it. And we'll get to the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I I still lean to believing alien autopsy, but I'll give my reasons. Maybe not this one. We're going to take a short beat break though. We'll be right back. Okay, so we were just we just gave our, our initial thoughts, and then after digging in a little deeper, a little farther down the rabbit hole, what have we come what have we come across? So, 1995, for like a decade, this video stood pretty much like on on pretty solid ground where people were either were pretty split down the middle. I think that was like either this is real or this is fake or you know it's real. And then everybody is saying it's fake as a CIA plant, whatever. Okay. So you have all that going on. So 2006 hits, you have a uh, British TV presenter by the name of Eamon Holmes, who hosts Eamon Investigates. uh, And he did an Eamon Investigates alien, alien autopsy special on the Sky Network. 
And they went deep into the events that surrounded the release of this supposed alien autopsy footage. Um, this was just a few, like, this was like a few weeks before they were releasing, uh, it, like it was right on, like right before they were going to release a, a comedy movie that was based on the alien autopsy footage, like the whole like phenomenon kind of like it was, it was a comedy about two guys putting together an alien hoax, uh, alien autopsy hoax. And I, I haven't watched the the movie, but it's out there probably find it uh probably important to mention that it was fucking produced by the two guys that came forward with the fucking original alien autopsy film right so so in this you know in this documentary or in this investigative special uh they actually interviewed santilli and he admitted to holmes in there that the film he sold to fox was a fake he yeah he said that film that he sold to fox was a fake but he still maintained at that point 2006 he maintained that it was based on real alien autopsy film like a real the real alien autopsy film that he had originally viewed uh you know shown to him by this army cinema you know army cameraman and he put it a little bit more eloquently, though, eloquently though, didn't he, Dan? Didn't he call it a restoration <laughs> of the film? <laughs> well, he's he said he embedded original film, like original frames of it. He said the film was just so old and degraded uh, that you couldn't. It, it it was almost unusable. Like after watching it, I imagine he had like a little, you know, probably put it up and it all got tangled up started a little fire like you see in movies and he's like oh fuck but he he says that there's original frames are embedded right he had said they had spite there were there were pieces of it that had degraded since they had started kind of dealing with fox i guess like before they started dealing with fox and then there were sections of it um, like they were so degraded, they couldn't use it, but there were still pieces that, you know, that they could recover and that those were cut into the, the, the film that was sold to Fox. Which, which ones were cut in though? Did they, were they specific? They don't specify. They were not specific. They don't specify which one. Uh, he, he never specifies. Uh, one of the persons who is familiar with the film, uh, kind of alleged that the, the sections that he did pick or the, the frames that were taken from the original film may have been chosen because they, for their total lack of anything distinguishing <laughs> in that frame, like there is absolutely nothing special about those frames. They were not, you know, telling of anything like they, they were, they were chosen because they would, it, they, they, they obscured anything important. <laughs> those are probably the fucking parts of the film that they submitted to the Kodak expert to be like, Hey, look, yeah, this was made in the forties. Dude. I feel terrible for that Kodak expert who like, he's like, I basically, he's like, I bet my bottom dollar. This thing's real because I can read the codes and the codes say it's from this. And they're like, it's not. And he's well, like, I, like how much do Kodak experts make? It's not that illustrious of a fucking career. I'd imagine. I think <laughs> it's as easy as this. The film could have been from the forties or sixties. Cause they said to use the same timestamp for both those eras. There's nothing saying that someone could have been storing film the right way for 
30 or 40 years and this used film still from that to make even more authentic. Like if you're making a yeah. hoax, like you find like film film from the 40s or 60s with that the right timestamp or like, oh, this adds one more layer to try and decode the hoax. Think about the budget that these guys need though. Like you got to have that fucking camera from the 40s with the film. You got to get all those fucking equipment and supplies from the 40s. Like Jesus. Yeah, but I'm saying if they spent all the effort to do it, I think that getting the film in and the cam the film and the camera would be their least of the budget. Oh, totally. No, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's a quite the elaborate scheme, man. Right. Centilli and uh said that him and Showfield had they built a set, they built that set that they uh that they used in the film. They hired actors and they filmed their you know what they titled or what they kind of referred to as a restoration. Uh, so they would have something to pitch to major networks like Fox. Um, there was even like a TV interview that was set to air on a Japanese TV show after the show had come out. And Centilli also revealed in that, in the uh, Eamon interview that the man that they had picked up to portray their cameraman or who was the, they, they, you know, they revealed or they said that this is the cameraman uh, you know, was a homeless guy they picked up off the street and paid like five hundred dollars to do that. I tried to find the original TV interview, but I it's like it's Japanese TV. They picked I up have a no homeless guy. Start. Yeah, they picked up some homeless dude who, um, according to Spiral Malaris, we'll get into that guy in just a second. Spiral Malaris helped out on this film. It's a pretty sweet name. But this guy said that that yeah, they picked up some homeless guy off the street in LA and just also happened to be an actor in the past. And so it's like I apparently did a pretty good job of portraying the cameraman. Yeah, but he filmed. He would have filmed it. Well, I, right? He he would have been the one holding the camera and filming it. Th no, that's what they told the interviewers. Like, this is the guy. Like, this is they just picked up some homeless guy. They told us, like, hey pretend you know you're gonna act like the cameraman who has shot this footage we're gonna go do an interview and you just pretend that you're that guy okay right. so they just had that interview but there was i think a lot of people who actually saw the original interview were like there's nothing to actually identify this guy as they didn't show his face or really anything they just kind of you know could have really been anybody but there was no way to tell if he was actually the the cameraman at well, all to me that seems would seem ludicrous because I've used old cameras. Like I don't know from the forties, but they're not the easiest cameras to use. Like even old film cameras where that shoots with the real film, <laughs> like they're not the <laughs> easiest things to use and to focus. And now you got to teach some hope, like some homeless no, no, guy. No, 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 not the homeless guy was actually <laughs> shooting it. I'm saying when they did the Japanese interview, like they did the interview for Japanese TV, he they just brought him in the guy. to pretend oh, okay. that yeah, he yeah, was the yeah, cameraman. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's what they did. But either way, it would explain the blurry photo if he was a homeless man walking a yeah. camera around. <laughs> that would, yes, maybe he was the original cameraman. Hey, but the, a, a homeless man could be the same skill with a camera as some just random army soldier got thrown in the room. Like, hey, man, film this. He'd be like, fuck, all right, just bumping around. Yeah, but if they threw some homeless guy in there to film this, like they they one hundred percent would have killed him afterwards <laughs> but here's the thing though it, like if say if this is real and it was shot in the 40s we're saying a random army guy grabbed a camera at least you're from the 40s and you would have some idea how a camera from the 40s works maybe what i'm saying is in the 90s 
handing a, ca- a camera from the 40s to a hobo and being like, film this. <laughs> First off, you you have no right. Re- like, these cameras don't exist anymore. It's so out of what you would be normally use that there'd be already that learning curve. People in that footage would be like, no, like, do you move over here? Like, look, no, you got to touch this thing. Like, it, I just don't like it. That's so unbelievable to me, that part. But all right. So, hey, man, I hey, listen, it's difficult. I tried to get pictures of my kid for Halloween trick or treat. And then I just put a bunch of fucking selfies of myself. <laughs> Sel- selfies and thumbs over the lens. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking rocket appliances. Hmm. So enter Spyro Malaris. Spyro Malaris is a uh, professional magician. Also, documentary oh. producer, I believe. That's a great uh, Dan, name for a fucking illusionist. Illusionist, sorry, illusions, Michael. Right. Uh, what he? Uh, uh, magic's for homeless people and drug addicts. <laughs> so, um, Spyro Malaris ended up coming out later and revealing that he was one of the people that had shot this. Like, had actually been on the the crew that worked on this film this this piece of film uh he was on the team that they actually made two autopsy films right they made two of them because uh one of the parts that the the dummy that they were using that was portraying this this creature or whatever uh, apparently the the leg did not form properly when they when they built it when they when they formed it and then like it had left a hollow piece in the leg and that's actually what is the cause of the wound that you see. Like there's a prominent wound in the video. You'll see like a prominent leg wound. It's actually that, that, that hole, it was caused by the formation that, that uh, the technique that they used to, to build this dummy. Um, he said it was, that's crazy. Yeah. They said it was foam latex pretty much. Uh, that the, the, but what they had used to this, they kind of make a, they made a mold and then they just kind of use foam latex to kind of fill it in and then, and then carve it out of that. How'd they get it so they wet? Filled, well, they filled it with like animal organs and fucking jam. Right. So, <laughs> jam? Yeah. That's what made, but gave they, it the wet, the wet look? But how did they cut it? How did they cut, like, how did they make it solid like that with the organs in it so that when they cut it, it bleeds? Well, that thing is like, okay, if you watch that video and you watch how they, when, when they cut it, like they hold their hands pretty close to the to the thing and uh, at least one person oh. who watched it at least one of the this but you know oh, the critics watch that right watched now. this they said that 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 could very likely like they had that scalpel connected to a tube and then that you know they just like pumped in liquid at the end of the thing which they do and that and scalpel dude effects. i'm looking at the scalpel right now it is so thin like it was good enough to make a forensic pathologist be like I can't explain that. It looks good. That yeah, looks, in the documentary, but I think I think that forensic pathologist like was edited heavily, <laughs> like to kind of oh, sound God. like to sound. Dude, it looks uh, who knows still really could have been a homeless though. guy. They could have just hired some homeless guy to pretend to be a forensic po- so, pathologist. We don't know. I mean, what, they had the a couple bu- other. There were a couple other forensic pathologists who were interviewed post this. Like there is, a, I know a couple of like UFO magazine had a couple interviews with forensic pathologists uh, at the time. And they said that this is what, like when they came out, this is like, this is 100% a fake. Like, you know how one of the ways they know that this is a fake is because the way that they use scissors in that is a more comparable to a way a tailor would use. Honestly, to me to say that is like, 
there's only one way to use scissors, and that's how everyone who's trained uses scissors that way. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm no, watching but the if you're taught if you're taught how to use those as a tool in an operating room, that's going to be the way the majority of people use those scissors. And there's like, also there going to be, be people who the there's going to be outliers who don't like to use it that way. Yeah, dude, I'm right? I'm watching this thing as we talk about it. I'm back on the belief train. This is unbelievable. <laughs> as we're talking about that, it's a known hoax. <laughs> we're uh, like, with a no, been, film, I don't a believe it. As you're saying is a known it. hoax, I'm more on board than I've ever been. Am yeah, because this is your first drink in a month. It's <laughs> also my fo- my first giant bong rip in a month. And I think that there might be go. more it. But I'm telling you, I'm back on the, on the, this is real. Yeah, you're back on the booze and back on the belief train. I, I'm, I dig I, it. I guess so. So it, in the in the actual in the film, they remove the or the the you know the pathologists or I put that in quotation marks with these pathologists like they remove the organs from inside this creature, right? And a lot of the pathologists who saw the removal of these organs, you know, had some serious questions about you know number one, this creature, it's okay, it's obviously not human or perhaps some human with some terrible deformity, but it is. If it's not human, it definitely deformities, 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 but even though it'd be numerous going on, but it does look, you know, strikingly similar to a human body and none of the organs that they remove are even closely analogous to human organs. Like the, the creature alien. I know. I know it's an alien, (laughs) but I'm saying that it walks upright. (laughs) It has a nose. It has a mouth. It has it has private parts that they're hiding. Private parts they're that they seem to be pixelated. I, I didn't understand that. I don't. Why did they have to pixelate the privates? Because they didn't want to show like, an alien vagine. <laughs> but they're like, we're totally fine with everyone watching this thing get cut the fuck open. Yeah. Well, no p the, no p's or v's not no, allowed. It's breaking the rules. That's Fox no television or Come ha-has. On. Nope. Zero. No vagines on Fox cable. Or maybe. This is an alien being from a different dimension that in that dimension, their organs are formed in different places. What's the big deal about that? But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's, and that's a, that's a fine theory. But the thing is, is like, even if it did form in a different universe, its body is very similar to ours. Like it walks upright, obviously like it walks upright, doesn't walk on all fours, like the pieces of its body, it has a mouth and it would have lungs. Like there would be lungs that would be removed or something. Maybe like that's that. why it's dead. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it breathes something else and it's got some other weird fucking organ deep in its fucking neck cavity or something that cycles out. But then God the, knows what. But fucking then I'm gas. saying like the body would form differently. Like you'd probably have bone. The bone structure would be completely different to either protect those or whatever. But that's maybe not. <laughs> that's maybe maybe as a planets only form round. Maybe bodies only form this way. Yes, and maybe bodies. and maybe that they were actually lost their magical unicorns that they ride on that protect them with force fields. Like yes, of course. You yeah. don't. Hey, sure. Uh, unlim- unlimited universe. <laughs> unlimited possibilities. Unlimited possibilities. <laughs> I like it. So basically, they jam this thing full of. Uh, I have tons of questions about still how they put it. <laughs> so they form these fucking. They jammed all these butcher parts into this sealed foam latex suit. Uh, yeah, you're only seeing it from the top. So could yeah. they have not have stuffed it from behind? From the bottom? Yeah, from underneath it. Yeah, but it's not. It it you're, has you're only seeing the though. top. Yeah, but you're listen, only seeing the top. Listen, you're not seeing the back of it. 
I, I, I will I will admit this. When I watch magicians, I also don't know how they do those things. <laughs> and I know it's fake. Illusionists. Right? So the fact that this was done, I was like, okay, I have questions. Magicians never reveal their secrets. I will put this in the same category. Um, but like, there, I have too many questions. I'll, I could talk about the body forever. To Braden and David Copperfield did make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Like if Why he saw is that, that he'd be like, holy shit. curves of the body. Why is that well, relevant you can see curves of the body? Because what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. If what you're saying is that they just stuff it from the bottom, you yeah. think that it would be a half and you'd be able to tell that it's half because it sits on the fucking yeah. operating no. table flat, right? It can still it be doesn't. rounded. It can still be rounded with fucking slits in the back where you stuff all the shit that they're pulling out of it. Okay, fair. Fair. 50-50. But then, 50-50. Yeah. I don't know, man. I guess alien. <laughs> I guess aliens. Are we like? Do do? Are we getting into this now? Because we can. No, no. I'm I'm saying I agree right now that it's a hoax. I'm just saying I have que- I still have lingering questions about I, how no, they pulled I it out. I have questions too. Like, there's just things that just don't make sense to me for it to not be a hoax. Yeah. Yes. Continue. But go for it. What else is? What else can? What else are you saying? Braden or me? You. You. Well, just the fact. Okay, so we so already we have this fucking film that gets released all over fucking local television, like oh, national broadcast, television. like network. National. Na- sorry, sorry, national television, right? So if the government is going to these extreme lengths to hide this film, this secret film that was purchased at a fucking uh, at a flea market, yeah, and, to, and now well, it's getting picked up that, by Fox. The cameraman had also said that he had repeatedly tried to contact the military and give it back to them, but they never got back to him. That's what he said. That's what Santilli right. said. To that give it back. The cameraman told him. Yes. Like, listen, from everything I've learned, because like I said, I didn't even know about this fucking video. I didn't know fuck all. The only aliens I knew about were in movies. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm new to this whole genre. And nothing's I'm, changed. <laughs> no, I'm getting a little bit better. But from what I understand from all these case files and shit we talk about, you got the men in black showing up. You've got the government going to all these extreme lengths to bury all this shit and keep it under fucking under. You know what I mean? They want to keep it under the fucking radar. They don't want people to know about it. And then randomly this video just pops up on fucking network television. And then after the fact, you have the two guys that release this video decide to make a parody movie about it. Maybe that's all disinfo for the real video oh. that was no. lost. Buddy, they, listen, the guys <laughs> made a nice fucking nest egg to pay off their fucking budget to make this film when they sold it to Fox. It wasn't a big budget, That though. shit ran out. That shit ran out. They needed to make a little bit more money, so they decided to make a parody movie about it. Well, according, according to Spyro Malaris, Malaris? <laughs> Malaris? What is Malaris sounds cooler. That might be the uh, best name we've ever talked about in this yeah. podcast. Um, First off, it's up there. You know, there's other podcasts that have him on, uh, but you know right away how we feel about people who perpetrate hoaxes. I think they're fucking scum, uh, and they don't help the cause. But you can go listen to him, and he, what he says is the plan was to make this, release it as a hoax, release it, fool everyone, haha, <laughs> do the old I gotcha. And then make a documentary and release it on how they fooled everyone. But according to Spyro, or Spiro, I don't know how it's Spyro. Spyro. Let's video just keep game. Spyro. Spyro. He, he says that um, Santilli sent, I can't, I, all these Doesn't names matter. are hard. Uh, <laughs> he started making, as soon as he, as soon as he got the, as soon as Santilli, Santilli, Santilli. <laughs> 
Santilli. What's going as on? soon as Santilli, as Brings soon as Santilli got the licensing deal, <laughs> he all of a sudden didn't want to contact anyone and he didn't want to do the documentary <laughs> because he now saw the money signs of just keeping this thing as real footage. So originally meant to be a hoax. When they seen the money, they said, "Well, fuck that. Let's drag this out for a bit." Yes, Santilli did. I don't believe well, that. Well, yeah, and that kind of lines up with stuff that was reported by John Jobson. I mean, we mentioned him earlier, the uh, one of the segment directors. Uh, John Jobson was engaged by the producer uh, Robert Kiviet, who was a producer on the um, uh, on the Fox special. And he was going to direct the uh, one of Santilli's interviews on the uh, on the thing. He was supposed to also like bring the film back and and all these other things. He mentioned that uh, he had his doubts, and when he expressed his doubts to Fox and Kiviet um, that it that this thing he suspected was a fraud because. He specifically mentions when he met Santilli right there. He was like, this dude's a shady fuck. Like, no way. Like, th- this is, there's no Shaster. way this is rule. This guy is a fucking weirdo. It's a grifter. Yeah. There's a feeling, nah, you know, but it was made clear to him from the Fox side that the footage, if the footage were to be exposed as a hoax before the show aired, the ratings would suffer. So they were pretty much telling him. We don't care. We're looking at the ratings. Because, I mean, if you imagine Fox at this time, it was already like, you know, second season of X-Files, like ramping up the good shit. Like, they're like, this stuff sells. We're doing it. Yeah. Well, they got 11 million plays at one time for one airing. So that's pretty damn good. And that's huge. You'll get those those huge numbers. In in its time slot, it was like the top every time that they put it on. show. The three times that they put it on. And I think actually they aired like a little bit more of the footage like every time. Like they didn't, I don't think they aired all 17 minutes at one point. They kind of like, they spread it out. When you watch the documentary, they don't even show the whole 17 minutes in one go. It's all like, they like parse it out Broken. throughout the actual, do the actual documentary, which kind of pisses me off, but it's like, fine, whatever. I don't call the shots. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, even when Jobson brought in that private investigator, he's like, hey, I know a private investigator. Let's try and track down this cameraman. Wait, How about we go for that ingestivator? angle? You know? I hear ingestivator, or is that just my headphones? I said, hey, listen, Zell, you dropped a fucking wabbit hole, so. <laughs> or he said fishing today. <laughs> yeah. So. You dropped a little Elmer Fudd on us. Everybody's off their game. Wabbit hole. <laughs> you know, or he brought in the investigator. Uh, William Deere and William Deere, uh, you know, was actually held back. You know, Jobson said that he was held back by the producers because they feared that he would find out that this hoax would be exposed. And then so they told him, like, you know, yeah, you can bring him in, but only bring him in to investigate to try to find out who this cameraman was. And but in the documentary, they never find out who the cameraman was. They're just kind of like, maybe we'll find him at some point. There's always like in the documentary, I noticed that. And I think Jobson talks about it where it was like he was always under the impression that they were going to release, like Braden said, that they were going to release like a, you know, investigate this really deeply, figure out what the where this came from, where this video, like get more information. But that never happened. So even even in the first like the 1995 like you you watch that original airing they kind of give this 
they give this feeling, they give this sentiment of being like, we're going to investigate this further. We're going to find out more, more information is coming, blah, blah, blah. And, but nothing ever came out. It just kind of, it just, it just crystallized the way it was in, you know, at the time and people just went with it. Like, you know, the one thing I want, I forgot that I wanted to bring up about Spiro Malaris is that um, after claiming, you know, he was paid and, 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 you know, made the sets and stuff while after he said that he found two remaining tapes, because he said he had given all footage back because they figured if every, if, you know, if there was no leaked footage out there, it would be hard to anyone to prove it was a hoax. So uh, Santilli had all the footage. So Spiro was like, you know, he didn't have a leg to stand on really until he produces two tapes one of which is the unedited tapes of just the like the background and the t- and the tools and equipment in the room and it shows them in like pristine condition and that's what they're saying is before the tape was artificially or digitally decayed to make it look older than it was and he also had um a like a, a tape of a series of like flashes where they did like flash um, to cover up edits and stuff. And he said that if you played this tape of the flashes, it lines up perfectly with all the edits of the alien autopsy film. And he says, these two films essentially prove that this is in fact a hoax. So, Damn. which is, yeah, which is an interesting part. Uh, Malaris also said that when they, they were actually responsible for not constructing only the dummy, but also the props that they use. Like, so those, those consoles and that, that if you look it up, you, you know, you can find out the the little I beam with the, with the language that's on there. He reported that he had actually, it, it was based on Greek letters and that you could actually see in it. And I, I looked at a couple pictures and yeah, you can, when it turns it upside down, it says video on it. Like it spells out video. It's V I D E O. Like it's spelled on the thing. Like it's on there. <laughs> I've never, I've, like, I, I believe in the, I think, I think the Roswell crash probably happened, but that video of them bringing up that little I-beam with the numbers, I was like, that doesn't look like any type of part that would be in a craft ever. And no matter what galaxy it came from, it was just like, it looked like a, a drafting ruler. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like, what was it? 12 or 16 inches long. And it was like a three sided like beam. And then it had, yeah, it didn't, it didn't look like a part of a craft. It didn't look like it had broken ends on it. It didn't look like it had been warped in a crash. It just looked like a piece of cardboard, kind of. So the uh, the actual dummy itself was uh, reported uh, by Alleged. to have been Allegedly. constructed by one John Humphreys. Don't. So John Humphreys designed the dummy. Right. John Humphreys is a sculptor based in Manchester, England, and he says that he was part of the team uh, that built this dummy he's a he's a you know he's part of a team that they they won a BAFTA for uh digital effects uh for the cult tv series Max Headroom in 1987 uh the dude is a uh like a Royal Academy lecturer about these things like he's a really accomplished special effects artist and or he's very good in his field and they said that Humphreys you know reported and this was in the the Holmes documentary about the alien autopsy 
you know, video, the whole thing, the production. And Humphreys said that he had been hired to make this fake alien corpse and he to, to construct it so it would have realistically bendable joints, uh, which he used. Uh, he constructed that he said from lamb bones uh, sourced from a local butcher. And I I remember seeing this. There there was World's Greatest Hoaxes. That, that was a Netflix series for a second. I remember watching it. I remember seeing him going to the butcher and saying, like, this this certain butcher right here, he's like, this is where I bought the stuff. I'd come here in the morning yeah. and I'd find what I needed and then I would take it back and use it to to make these things. Uh, he actually, and he said that he actually played the rule, the role of one of the, the pathologists. Now, the techniques they used in there, uh, Malaris said that him and Humphreys, who, who were friends at the time, uh, Malaris said that his girlfriend is actually the one who helped them to find information about the techniques and, and like materials that they would use and these type of autopsies and things from 1947. Like she actually went and talked to, uh, you know, surgeons and, you know, coroners and, and people like that to, to get then an idea and try to be really, you know, to make it as accurate as possible. And she's actually the one that's standing. She's the third person. Like they said that that's the third person that you see. You see the two guys in the hazmat suits, but then there's like one the more nurse. person behind the piece of glass. Kind of like and that's nerd. her, apparently, allegedly. Ah, uh, uh, right, right, right. So, so the hoax, the hoax theory is stacking up. But <laughs> I'm still not fully sold on the hoax. But I, I, I get what you're saying. They, they got a really good technique of getting rid of the fucking body too. Getting rid of the evidence. Right. What was that? <laughs> They drove around the fucking city putting different body parts in different garbage cans. <laughs> Genius. Right? How, how are you going to um, know? I mean, they probably could have just thrown the whole thing in a dumpster outside the fucking building and nobody would have said anything, but so, I, like, Andrew, I like the effort. At, at this point, we have all these people coming forward saying it's a hoax. What do you believe? I think that this was an extremely well done, elaborate hoax that they put in fucking very fine details and went, they, they went hard on this one and I'm impressed. It was cool. And I enjoyed it. It was, it, this one was fun. They did a good job. It really made me fucking, after I watched that video, I was like, holy fuck, this is pretty cool. And then listening to the experts on facts, factor fiction and stuff like that out for a bit there, I was like, holy shit. And then I had to sit there and like, kind of look at myself in the mirror and be like, grow up, man, figure this out. <laughs> All right, Dan. <laughs> Uh, at this point, like w- when I went through all this stuff, I was like, yeah, it's gotta be a hoax. Like there's no way there's, there's so many questions that can't be answered by, you know, what ifs, because there's too many, what for me, there's too many, what ifs and what about, and you know, th- there's too many things like, okay, so they had a, you know, there's just a bunch of questions that went unanswered that can't be answered by just like you know throwing it off it's big okay the guy called the military to give back this footage they didn't want the footage back of an alien autopsy like they didn't want that back like it's kind of you know so there's there's a bunch of questions that are that are unanswered that i feel like it's it's easy yeah i you know what like going i will have to completely disagree me too it's not a fucking hoax i don't i like honestly getting into this Let's start with Why, the though? Why? Li- easy. It's easy. Why? Listen, man. Okay, first off, break it down, off, break it first down off, boys. Uh John Jobson, he said or John Humphreys, the guy who makes the suit, he recreates uh, a new movie, Alien Autopsy. 
a film where he recreates the original creature. And he says, and I quote, funny enough, I use the exact same process as before. That's important. The exact same process as before. You start with stills from the film, blow them up as large as you can, then you make an alumin aluminum armature, which you cover in clay, and then add all the detail. Sure. Does that not... You start from stills from the film. He says he uses the same process as before, so he used stills from a film. The original. That's the same process. He used stills. Were these, were these stills from this film? But he's saying that he used the same process, and he's like, you used stills from the film. So obviously it's stills from a film if that's the same process. Mm, so like, show us these. Show us the stills. Let's see them. They're gone, Andrew. But he just recreated them. He just re he used those stills to recreate the new body in the movie that was created in 2006. Yes. Okay, so, so where are those stills? Here, I'll, so he I'll finish it. I'll, I'll finish it. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. This is what I think is this spiral malaris, wherever the fuck this guy's name in. Great, great, great name. Great name. Great name. Great name. It's fake. Does anyone fact His check name? these guys? I, this is dis These are disinformation agents that... Are they Russian? Do they have Russian accents? I don't know what their accents that's would be. But I'm saying that they, they, these are disinformation agents. And that's why for ten, that's why it took 10 years of deliberation to figure out like, Oh, I guess it's fake because this guy said he made the corpse. This guy said he made the film, Yeah, but it's like, okay, two guys said that. Did anyone fact check their background? Where, where do we know that? Are these people even real? So now if, well, if here, you're going to say, if you're going to say those guys, well, we let you talk, we let you talk, Dan. <laughs> It's our turn now. You had your chance, Team Hoax. It's Team Not a Hoax now. Mute them. <laughs> Cut their feeds. Cut their feeds. <laughs> uh, dude, Spiral Malaris, he has financial stake because he said if he can prove that this is in fact uh, a hoax that he had like had a hand in, he would get some of this profit. But I guess all this can easily be disproven by pulling up the many articles of Fox suing Santilli for fraud because he, you know, gave them this footage alleging it was real when he knew it was a hoax. There's zero. They never sued him. Why, Why would, would you not? Be because they, they paid got money their fucking. They got their views. They got exactly what they wanted from that. Got their money. There was no repercussions from that money. at all. You well, think why would there to be? save face that someone would have been like, "Hey, that's fraud." This but was they never said it's done. real. The whole name <laughs> of the thing, whole is, thing is faster. Is like, if we can keep <laughs> using this, if we can keep their whole thing is like, if we, if anything, that makes it more a hoax than anything because like the, the more the disinformation, the people who would profit most is Fox from being a disinformation. So that makes even more sense. But the thing is, is that Fox News runs articles about it being a hoax, and not to mention their fucking producer, whoever the fuck was, came to them and said, "This is a hoax," and their exact words were, "We don't fucking care." We want to run this. Okay. We got one more thing we have to talk about that's going to boost everyone's opinion back to not a hoax. I doubt it. So we got to talk about the 2000, in 2019, the CIA leaked memo. Alleged. Alleged. Sure. Of course. You got to say alleged. You mean because the one that's written proven. in Russian? That no, one? it's written in English. Oh, okay. On... Some type of, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it's not on CIA stationery or anything. So IRA stationery. It's on a paper napkin, like all CIA <laughs> leaked documents, Dan. <laughs> Written in pencil on a, pencil. on a diner napkin. Yeah. Uh, this leaked memo from 2001 
allegedly allegedly sent to aerospace billionaire Robert Bigelow, who we all know. Skinwalker Ranch. Own Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch. Everybody's favorite uh, conspiracy sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets this memo. It's basically, it claims that former CIA, CIA scientist Kit Green was briefed three different times during and after his tenure at the CIA on topics relevant to UFOs and the Roswell incident, the alien autopsy. Now, in this, he says, the one thing that I found very fascinating is he says, he goes, you know, I looked at the film footage and it looks exactly like f- photographs I have of a being that were that I was briefed on in the, in the 80s. Way before this was filmed and the hoax was done, this CIA expert's going like, yeah, this looks legit only because it looks exactly the same as photos that I've been given to look at from the 80s. So he's comparing the creature in this hoax film to photographs that he has that he's viewed from the 80s and he's going, yeah, it's, it looks exactly the same. So maybe, maybe hoax, but if it's, Maybe like it's Santilli saying, maybe it's a recreation of a real footage no, that he had. Restoration. Restoration. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, man, I, dude, I fully on board with Roswell. I think it happened. I believe that. Well, it did happen. The question is what actually happened. But yes, aliens. Yeah, but like by this, by this point in the 80s, did we not all have an idea? Do we not all have an idea of what these aliens looked like? Yeah, we saw the footage. We know exactly what they look like. <laughs> Alien autopsy it. footage from 1947. Short, bulbous head, black eyes, pot belly, beer belly. I mean, like right there. Just, you know what I mean? Like initially this film was made in 1947. We have all this, you know what I mean? Then next thing you know, they come out and they say they went to this elaborate fucking levels to make this fucking thing look like it was filmed in 1947, but it really wasn't. And it was a restoration. And then all of a sudden it's a fucking, it's a, you know, comedy movie recreation of it. Like it's just, there's too much bullshit with it, man. It's just, it's just too much, but hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. So let's say let's for argument's sake, Santilli has this footage and it's so worn down that basically all he can do is like, look, he can't even play it. He can just look at it frame by frame and find all these details in it. And he's like, I'm going to make the perfect recreation of this because it needs to be seen. That's why everything is so fucking perfect in it because he has the original footage that he's looking at. But like, so another question, first of all, like we still have film that's been around since the forties. You know what I mean? They're like film just doesn't fucking. Okay, just stop. You don't have to interrupt. I just got a couple things I want to say. Then you can hop in, right? Could they have not? Could he have not have taken it to somebody and had that fucking film duplicated instead of recreating it? No, no. Why not? If it's stored, if it's stored properly, yes, it can last. So he, but if it's just he fucking, obviously saw if it's it, just though, sitting in your attic, he obviously saw attic, it. So when he watched the whole fucking thing, why couldn't he have taken it and gotten it duplicated? Yeah, but it doesn't mean just because he says he saw it doesn't mean that he watched it on like a camera. He might be looking at it frame by frame through a viewer, not watching the movie because it's the tape is too shredded or flimsy or falling it's apart, a disconnected. Reach and a half. And he's 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 just looking at it frame by frame, going, "Holy shit!" Right? I'm gonna recreate this. It makes it lines up with what John Humphrey says is that like again. I use the exact same process as before. You start with stills from the film, blow them up as large as you can. Yeah, but this film doesn't exist, so I don't understand how he used it. I'm confused. 
But that's what that's what he's saying is that when in 2006 when he recreated it, he goes, "I used the same process as before." Yeah, so, so when he made this he was film using, in '95, what film did he use? What film was he he's blowing up? He's talking about the film from the 1995, the, the restoration. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about I took the stills from the 1995 production from that special i blew them up and he used the same methods that he used to create it in the first the first dummy that's that's what he's saying the second that's, dummy. What, that's, that's what, what he's no, saying no, no, we're saying the same he, thing but he's saying he saying used examples thing. he used the examples from the 90s film to make it look just like the 90s one but he used the same methods on creating it like the silicone and all that shit and stuffing with the organs and the bodies and stuff Mmm. I don't know. Oh my god. I potato, got potato, potato, I guess. Potato, potato. Yep. I no got a big deal. Put my head through the wall. I can't do this. All right. Well, it's uh, <laughs> it's real. It's man. Killing me. It's real. <laughs> you two have just been drinking up the the what the government wants you to drink up. The Kool Aid. Guys aren't woke. <laughs> as long guys as the Kool Aid's Honolulu blue, I'm drinking it. <laughs> you guys gotta. You guys gotta take some silica. If, packs if you're trying to say yeah. these guys, these guys are coming out and saying that it's a hoax, are disinformation agents, then you would also have yep. to be saying that Stanton Freeman is a disinformation agent, and the ufologists that came out and said that this is a hoax when they saw it are also disinformation. Agents. No, I'm not, I'm not saying people who examined it and said it's a hoax are disinformation agents because they are doing the right thing and be like, it looks like a hoax. I'm saying the people who created the hoax are disinformation agents and it's based on a real event. But if those people had never made it, then it wouldn't hey, be Zell, a thing. Air give five. me some skin there, brother. <laughs> no, you got to go down. What? Down? Go down. So why Where did they are? make it go. in the first place if they're the disinformation agents? Hey, me and Zell, me and Zell are on the same wavelength right now. Tonight. I just want to believe so this bad is, that I don't think anything you say tonight could uh, convince me otherwise. That's not a hoax. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know what? The only thing about this case file that's a hoax is the hoax itself. That, in could, my be, opinion. that could be it. Yeah, the hoax. The entire thing. <laughs> it's a fucking hoax. <laughs> yeah. We're in agreement. The hoax is real, Andrew. The hoax is real. Yeah. If you've never seen Alien Autopsy... Go watch it. It's yeah, let us know what you think. Are you team Dan and Andrew or <laughs> Dan Drew? Andrew. It's team Dan Drew. Dan Drew. Are you team Dan Drew or team Silica Pack? Boom. <laughs> Get woke. Do not, I re repeat, do not ingest yeah, don't, Silica don't Pack. Eat don't eat them. This fucking, this case file made me want to eat a Silica Pack. <laughs> Maybe you should have. I've been on the right side. Um, obviously... Okay. We, there we go. Conclusions are done. We all know what we all think. Yeah. It's it's a you fun know case. Where we go stand. watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you at home know where we stand. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You right. know who's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> space. Let's get into some space news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checked out. <laughs> All right, Space News just announced here on the show the alien autopsy hoax is in fact a hoax of a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking real deal, you heard it Astronomers. Oh, God. Uh, planet, planet X confirmed, basically. Uh, astronomers confirm a rogue Earth-sized planet careening through our galaxy. Um, so this is basically what happens when a star dies and a, if our star were to die, we would be just hurled into the abyss 
and scientists have found such a planet that's just free floating, not in any gravitational pull. Sounds extremely depressing. Should call it Tom Petty, yeah, because it's free falling. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I like that it. Was fucking awesome. I like it. R.I.P. Tom. R.I.P. Planet Tom Petty. Planet Tom Petty from now on. Instead of Planet, yeah, Planet X. Nah, Planet Tom Petty. Tom Petty. <laughs> uh, we talked about last week. I think we talked about it a week before. Uh, NASA's leaking asteroid sample is finally secure. Now they're working on getting it back to Earth. Um, this was the spacecraft Osiris Rex that landed on asteroid Bennu or Binu. Uh, and they collected a whole, sh- did you know, did the bounce off, collected a bunch of sample, but it collected too much. It wasn't sealed properly, and it was spilling the payload into space. They were worried that it was going to lose everything, uh, but they fixed it, sorted it out, I think through some magic. I think magic is the proper term. (laughs) Might as well, magic. Magic, and and it's fixed, so it's on its way back to Earth, so they're going to be looking at this some asteroid dust. They did not lose all the dust. They managed to save enough for research, so success, Maybe. mission yeah. success, mission complete. Oh, I, I like the headline of this one. Scientists in Japan just found a detailed record of Earth's last magnetic switcheroo. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, I I didn't really even read into this one. I just liked the headline so much that it said switcheroo. <laughs> no, well, I was like, oh, that sounds like right us. They think right up our alley. They think the Earth's magnetic poles shift every two or three hundred thousand years but it's been they 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 theorize about seven hundred and fifty thousand so we're more than due so it could be it could be coming and that's still up for debate what happens when it flips so we'll know real quick when it flips we'll know yeah we get uh australia starts seeing aurora borealis and we start getting aurora oh. What's the other one? Australis. Australis? Oh, it, no, Australis? it's that Australia will get polar bears and then you guys will get all oh, the weird spiders and snakes that they have over there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kangaroos <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, possibly. I I mean, what really, like, I imagine it could fuck up GPS and a lot of our, like, that kind of shit. Uh, but would it be really, I wonder if it's like a. It's like Y2K. It's like not really a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah, like, what if we just were like, oh, yeah, okay, well, let's just let's just continue calling what we think the North Pole the North Pole. So you scratch out the N and you put S and you scratch out the S and you put N. Done. Yeah. (laughs) Crisis averted. A a quick 180 of North and South, East and West, and it's the same. (laughs) Nothing's going to change. Change the maps. That's it. So what's it going to be? Soggy wheat never eat? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so there it's easy we're fixed Done. soggy gotcha. wheat never eat gotcha. you learned it soggy wheat never eat exact same <laughs> meaning you gotta do a little pause for it to make sense but we'll, we'll, we'll make do it'll be fine um do we have anything else for space news I think that's all I had uh, I wanted to talk about these things that I did not know what they were called okay what, when I say centaur what do you think it is centaur. Half, man, uh, half man half bull horseman yeah Yes, that's what I thought as well. But I guess they're a rare celestial object that combined features of asteroids and comets, meaning that's a, like a rocky body, but also a body that ejects dust and gas and has a tail. Rocky body yeah. that expels gas like Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, 
shit. When would you say Rocky, you mean chiseled, right? Um, of course. Sure. <laughs> so I guess, but that, so a centaur is that it's a mix of an asteroid and a comet. And we've only found 18 in a hundred years. And we just added another. And uh, it's gathered from the dark energy camera at the Inter-American Observatory right. and the Walter Bad or Bade telescope at the Las Campanas Observatory, both in Chile. So they found, now we found 19 in a hundred years. So that's a pretty rare celestial object as far as. I mean, it's probably gets its name from the half man, half horse centaurs. Because isn't most of the stuff up there Greek? Isn't that what Well, yeah, it's a, it is. A, that's why that's, a, it kind of makes sense as they took half of a comet and half of an asteroid, but it doesn't make, cool. it's not a, I don't know why they call it the same as a centaur. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. a combination of two it. things. So I just, that's why they yeah. call it a centaur. Um, <laughs> All right, Zell, why don't you type in, uh, fire up the randomatron, type in a short one, and type in, uh, make sure it's something I can't read. Type in, like, you know. I got just the thing. Pronunciation I... level 10. Oh, right. Throwback. Throwback one. Here we go. We're going to fire it up. Long have it. <laughs> I, this is excellent because I can't read this at all. <laughs> I'm going to try Perfect. to read it and then Abiate Buazone. Sounds about right. And now I'll spell it A B B I A T E. Abiate. 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 And then B U A Z Z O N E. Bizone? Sure. Bizone? Abiet Bizone. Abiet Bizone. Uh, on, on the 24th of April, 1950, near his home in, in Abiet Bizone in Italy. Oh, I think that sounds pretty that good sounds, now. That sounds good. <laughs> Abiet Bizone in Italy, Bruno Faccini saw sparks he thought were generated by a storm. When he left the house, he saw that there was a dark UFO hovering some 200 yards away. Nearby, a figure seemed to be working on the object, perhaps making repairs. Other entities were seen. They were dressed in tight-fitting clothes and were wearing helmets, but their faces were also concealed behind masks from which emerge flexible pipes. During the encounter, Faccini offered help, but the entities fired a beam of light at him, pushing him back to the ground for several yards. So they yeah, sh shot with a flash. They shot him with a flashlight. <laughs> uh, this is like fucking 100,000 lumens, this, thing, this LED. <laughs> Just threw him. It's one of those ones you see on like the TV commercials. Right, like buy this one, Bell and Howell, <laughs> hundred thousand candles. Um, this thing would f send the ball rag back to the pit, <laughs> ball rag, whatever it is, Lord of the Rings. Put it to shame. Uh, pushing him to the ground for several yards. Shortly afterwards, when the when the repairs had apparently been com completed, fuck man, the object took off, making a heavy buzzing sound. The following day. Faccini returned to the site 
recovered metal fragments and noted circular imprints and patches of scorched grass. There were other anonymous witnesses who testified to the event. That's it. That's oh. the, the story of from uh, the UFO encounter in Abiet Bezzone in Italy. I mean, Fettuccini was only trying to help, and these guys are shooting lights at him and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on. Not cool. Yeah. That was rude. Hey! <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> Forget about it, eh? All right. So that's a, that's a good one. Good one. Interesting. Tight-fitted suits. Little helmets. Any Her Herbie Hancock plan? No. That's See, now, this is the interesting one because with the helmets, I'm like, you know, can we chalk that up to aliens? Most, not a lot wear helmets. I mean, like, it would make sense that they would be wearing helmets because they probably can't survive in our atmosphere with our germs and shit. But you don't hear that very often. So I'm wondering, like, oh, could this one be chalked up to potentially some sort of secret Wait, like, did you say they were operation. wearing masks with fl flexible pipes? So I would assume that's some kind of... Coming out of them. That's some kind of respirator. respirator like, respirator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, like, that's not seen too often, I don't think, right? So, like... Buddy. But think about, like, modern-day flight suits and stuff, right? Yeah. Anytime right? after 2020... Anybody comes to Earth, they're going to be wearing fucking breathing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, like, we're, we're at about one hundred percent. This shit. Good story. Good UFO uh, encounter. Uh, what do we got next? Theory of the week. Theory of the week. Yes, that's right. Let's bring it in. This week we're giving it to uh, Brandon Imada, who may or may not be a two-time. I can't remember, two but time. it sounds two familiar. Time. May or may two not two-time. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be a two-time theorite of the week. Two-time! And uh, I, fin I finally made it. I can retire because I got this. My face <laughs> on Giorgio Sucolos' classic meme. Instead of saying the aliens, though, it says... <laughs> yeah, the only reason you can it, retire is because you keep taking people's wallets, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it just says interdimensional. Perfect. Listen. We all know from Nerds 11, you can't retire. <laughs> all right. I, I, you, thought you, you thought you could get rid of me until about three minutes into that one. And it was 40 <laughs> minutes of you trying to figure out how to get the audio working. Yeah, oh. I think it turned out great. That was great. It was perfect. <laughs> great job. Anyways, Brandon Amata, Theorite of the Week. If you would like to be Theorite of the Week, you just got to send us something that makes us laugh. And shares it. If we share it in our personal group, it's a good front runner for theorite of the, of the week. And most of them come from the Facebook group or our Discord. So check it out. Go to our Facebook page and check. There's only one group on there. You can't miss it. It's the official theorite group. And post any memes you got in there. Got one more thing for tonight. If you're one of those beauties that decided to support the show, big time beauties. Big time beauties. We're going to read your name and then end of the episode. It's a little theme music behind it. Best part. This is my favorite part. This is the best part. Theorite supporting this past week. Trent. Degio. Oh my fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Degioa. Degioia. Whatever. You you know who you are. We appreciate it. <laughs> Sawyer Das. <laughs> Zachary 
Cunningham, Guillermo Rojas. I believe that's a nice role. I believe somewhat. I recognize the name. They supported for a bit. They canceled, and now they're back. So welcome back. Appreciate it. Ryder Baker went up. Brittany Holton. Corey Lestachi. Samantha Cousins. Bradley Prezeris. Moat and Javier Jimenez. You are the newest patrons of the week. If you want to support your boards, support your uh, support your boys support your favorite show head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast or check the, the description of this episode and you'll find the link easy 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 anything else we gotta say for this week or are we done yeah don't forget about cosmic channels 6 30 sunday 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 and as we always say at the end of these things keep those eyes on the skies peace everybody peace